Welcome to the Homeschool Together podcast. Where one working mom and a stay-at-home dad help you navigate the nuts and bolts of the growing and dynamic world of homeschooling. With a focus on early learners. Like me! All the ins and outs of building and maintaining your homeschool life. Homeschool! Find out tips and tricks to make things like this easier. I'm reading! And ultimately, enjoy educating your kids. And what's that last thing? Have fun together! Did I do good, Daddy? (laughs) Yeah, you did, sweetie. Good job. Hello and welcome to Homeschool Together podcast. We've been yucking it up for the last five minutes. I've been looked. I got the evil eye from the wife because we <laughs> haven't started the podcast. We appreciate you, you you starting, and that actually goes in with our topic today, which is setting smart goals and getting things done, as as we should have been doing as starting this podcast ten minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but first, before we get going, feel free to connect with us on social media. Ariel is the Instagram queen now that she's been learning. Right. All right. Um, go ahead, hop down into the show notes, see all of our links, you know, get the resource guide. And if you could head over onto iTunes and leave us a nice review. We want to beat Father Mike Schmidt there, number one podcast in the world. Oh right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. The Bible in a year. Yeah. That's not happening. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> yeah, there's no way we're beating uh, we're beating Father Mike. He's pretty cool. But I, I have had some folks tell me that they weren't sure how to leave uh an iTunes review. So if anybody's struggling with that at all please reach out because there's some easy guides on how to do that. So Yeah, yeah, and we can create ghost accounts and leave them for no, you. No, no, <laughs> no. iTunes, I didn't if say If anyone that. is struggling and is actually trying to leave us a review, you know, we're <laughs> happy to help. So, um, you know, reach out if that's an issue for anybody. So today we're going to go full corporate on you here. We want you. Are we going to talk about it? Well, we're going to talk about it. Well, I okay. mean, okay. Let's talk about our, you know, our, we had a, we had a milestone. Had a milestone. I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's like we we had the the baby book for the podcast. You know, at first we started and we were like, oh my god, thirty people are listening that we don't know, <laughs> and then we hit, you know, we hit fifty people on the uh, the Facebook group, and then we hit a hundred, and the same thing with Instagram. And I started coloring in the states and coloring in the maps. We have these um, reach maps that that I have, and. We've hit 10,000 downloads. I feel like this is a huge accomplishment. This, this I'm so all, excited this about is, it. Ariel is super excited about this. I've kind of gone through this with my writing a little bit and getting people who, you know, who don't know you, they're not friends and family, actually giving you money for, you know, like, things that you write in your spare time. This is all new for Ariel. I know, yeah, you're, you're like approaching this so stoically. I'm oh, yeah. so excited about it. I mean, 10,000 downloads. 121 countries people have downloaded this in 121 countries yeah. and 34 states if you're in the Some dakotas we're, we need you <laughs> you know we have a greater reach than the british empire did i mean it's insane <laughs> i just or or the star wars empire for well i feel you know we're talking today about I, we're also big in two planetary systems no <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so we're you know today we're, we're gonna talk about goals and setting setting smart goals and goals you can achieve and I feel like this is kind of a great episode. No, I agree with you. Because, it's a good milestone. Because we had a lot of goals for this. And we weren't sure when we started this if this is just like a hobby and no one's going to listen to this well, or if re- we actually could help some folks. Yeah, it reaching, looks like we can. Yeah, reaching that number of downloads was not something I thought we would be able to do in this year. So it blew away my initial expectations and goals. And, and to be honest, it's been mainly your hard work. You know, I'm sitting behind the scenes doing all the editing and 
editing <laughs> and setting up the podcast set up here in the <laughs> office. Um, but you actually do most of the hard work. You do a lot of the planning, you know, the, the great oh. notes that we put together. You do all the social media stuff because I'm, you know, not a social media guy. And I have other things I have to do. So Except for your great answer the other day all about math. You're a math social media guy. Anybody said math questions? Matt has, well, he has half a master's in my, math. My, and- my little antenna popped up <laughs> he's <laughs> making I, a gesture with his fingers like antenna but you you know you have half a master's in math you've tutored math at the yeah. high school level and college level and so my, um my the math to, questions don't come to me I, i'm the engineer but this my, one's the physicist so my, go my, to him my claim to fame uh was i was uh, the highest paid uh tutoring in, in 2003 i was the highest paid tutoring intern at florida state university at the at the athletic department <laughs> I was a quote unquote math floater. So I just sat around and did all my homework until someone asked me a question. It was great. $8 an hour. <laughs> you were rolling it. Oh, man. It, oh, it was just like money. So everywhere. don't, don't sell yourself short. No, you work very hard on the podcast no. too. And we're just, yeah. we're really excited that this ended up, this has turned into such a, I don't know. It's been such an amazing journey so far. And I feel like we're right at the beginning of it. I yeah. can't wait to see where we go this year. So Matt and I have been sitting around. We've been talking about, goals for ourselves mm-hmm. um personally uh professionally and mm-hmm. and with the podcast and so we thought well I, i'm sure you all are sitting around and thinking about your goals too right every time we, we get to a new year that we it's natural for us to reflect upon what we yeah, did last you, you year and where new, we're going so you typically have you know you do the terminology thing where you know you don't say new year's resolutions you say new year's plans yeah and you know the resolutions are all it's always kind of that word has a negative connotation yeah, at this point because I, I hear it and I think or, yeah. diet. Diets. This is what I think, right? I think losing weight or failing to lose weight or exercising, right? We have all these resolutions and that just never works out. Usually at the new year time, personally, I look back at the previous year and I look ahead at really where I want to be, not just this year, but in the coming years and am I making my way towards it? So exactly, yeah. It's a it's a plan, right? And it, well, and, and that's a good way know. to achieve goals is to understand where you are now, understand where you want to be. So in the future, in some some distance, say a year or whatever, and when you do that kind of future planning, you look at you know what you hope to achieve, but also at the same time you wanna you wanna look at the negative side of it. If I don't achieve my goals, where will I be, or who will I not be? Yeah, and and a lot of that is meant to not to terrify you, but it's meant to ground you in this is what you could lose if you don't achieve your goals. You know, like if it's a weight loss or maybe if you want to learn a language, you know, or you want to um, write a book or whatnot, uh, you look at the negative side of those things and that helps you to remember as you're moving through the year, you know, it motivates you to actually then go and do the work that's necessary, right? There's that kind of cliche statement like in a year you wish you started today and right right it, you know if if you just if you always say well it's going to take two years yeah. yeah you're just wasting time not starting yeah it's like when i started writing it was like oh my god i don't know if i'll ever finish that first book and now i've got like 10 and it's like wow okay so you just it's that slow game it's that long game and i think that's you know my own amateur writing stuff i think that has really honed my understanding of doing the work every day just a little bit mm-hmm. can get you you know pretty far down the field you know after a certain amount of time and i think there's there's a great little math trick that i saw is if you have you know 
If you do one to the power of 365 every day, you still have one. But if you do one to the, you know, 1.01 1 .01 to 365, you have a very large number. And all you got to do is just do that little bit of work every day, every single day, and it compounds on itself. And by the time the end of the year is there, you look back and say, my gosh, I, I accomplished so much. Yeah. And that then, then motivates you for the following year. Like, for example, I three years ago, I really, you know, started to put my nose noses into the books. And I was like, wow, you read one book, two books, three books. And all of a sudden, by the end of the year, you're like, wow, I read 65 books. And you're like, okay, I'm going to do that another year. And then last year, I read 85 books. And, and you're you know? really you're really motivated and, and you you stick to your plans really well. I think... I think part of what that is is coming out of that corporate. But I, but I was never very good at that. You know me. I'm, you were. I'm, I'm a classic procrastinator. You right? you you were. But I was going to say, coming out of that corporate culture, the last role you took before you left to be a stay at home dad, you know, you were really working much more in the project manager mm -hmm. type side, Correct. and really. I think what we're talking about today, setting these SMART, the SMART acronym, SMART goals, you know, it's a little corporate, but we've taken that, you know, from work and brought it into our lives at home. And now mm -hmm. you're setting SMART goals for yourself without really thinking of them mm -hmm. in that way. And that's why you're able to achieve. So let's talk a little bit about the SMART goals. And SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Realistic, and Timely. That's just an acronym, S-M-A-R-T. Um, where did that start? You know what? What's the history on the on these this type of you know goal setting methodology? Yeah, I thought it was interesting. It actually started in Spokane. Oh, what? What? Yeah, I know. Hey, hey, we got Washington. So, um, yeah, the Washington Water Power Company. Really? Somebody wrote a memo about how to set good goals. Basically, you know, after missing milestones, you know, and not achieving the the, the plans that you have, this system is trying to help ensure that. Uh, you know what you're going to do mm -hmm. and you know when you're going to do it and that you are able to do that. Mm -hmm. So those kind of three factors and this acronym helps when it's, you're thinking about it, setting the goal very, originally. It's, yeah, it's very intuitive, right? It's I mean, intuitive, but you yeah. but you know, we're going to go through some examples here of ways that um, in, in our homeschooling, you can set a goal that you, you think sounds quite reasonable yeah. and is in fact doesn't meet all three of those aspects, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. So, and that's what we wanted to talk about today because we've taken this into not only our homeschool, but our personal lives. And it has really made such a difference mm -hmm. for us um, correctly defining the goals that we have and making sure that we could really do them. Um, and going through that thought process is made all the difference in the world. Well, and you know, you know, for us, it's, you know, taking that corporate life those ideas and putting them into your regular life, but not in a corporate, <laughs> corporate way. Yeah, like I feel I, like I, we're, we're not trying to have a corporate yeah. uh, <laughs> retreat here. Yeah, no, no, listen. No kumbaya. Hey, listen. Put your uh, cheese, uh, cream cheese bagels aside, and your planning meetings for the planning meeting. Uh, we'll cancel those, you know. But incorporating good ideas into your life, and maybe one day Ariel will let me do the, my Kanban uh, uh, episode, and we'll talk about Kanban in your life, but. Um, smart goals is, is a way that w my manager for seven years or so at my semiconductor company I was at, um, this is how we set our quarter quarterly goals. Mm -hmm. It's how we do them at, at our my, office as well. And my bonus was, you know, my bonus was determined based on how I achieved those goals. And I had to show, you know, mm -hmm. the, the achievability, we, you know, we would set them up and at the end of the quarter we would score them. And then that number, 
when you add it up to 100 is whether or not you got a bonus or not. And, yeah. Or if we were even getting bonuses or whatnot. But that was how they did that. And that's and, how they made decisions about well, uh, raises and uh, promotions and all kinds of things. Those systems. you know, And that's, and that's how we, we judge, too, in the medical device world about are we... Um, uh, you know, are we hitting our targets? Are these realistic targets we can hit? And, and that those are the metrics and how we make our, our key performance indicators, which is <laughs> real fancy way of saying the different elements of the goal and how you, you know, if you're on track. Well, and I think, you know, we've talked a little bit about this in the, in the past, maybe we've touched on it is that, you know, anytime you're in your life, you know, there's a million forks in the road. I was listening to a Neil Gaiman talk uh, a couple of days ago. He's the great writer. Um, he said at the start of a story, there's an infinite number of forks you can make. And the closer you get to the end of the story, there's fewer and fewer forks until you get to the last chapter or two. And there's really like three or four decisions that are out there. You know, whenever you're getting into something like homeschooling or you're getting into a large, large size project, the project being our children <laughs> and, and their education, um, we can feel paralyzed by choice all the different op opportunities out there, which curriculum do I use? Which books do, how many millions of books do I use? <laughs> um, what what are all the manipulatives I have to buy? Otherwise my child will be, you know, scratching dirt in, in the corner of, you know, the forest, you know, lost for all eternity, right? We, <laughs> catas we, cata we catastrophize all this time, right? And I think what goals always do is they help ground you in what you need to do. Yeah. And you can always go back to them you can always change them. You know, you're not. You're, it's not meant to be a prison. This is going to help you come back to when you when you feel lost, when you feel adrift, you don't know what you're doing. You come back to your goals and say, okay, this grounds me in what I know I need to do. Because you make the goals, hopefully, when you're sane and and <laughs> thoughtful, and that helps you guide you. Like for example, when I'm doing, you know, goals for my own personal life, and I'm I'm trying to think. Whoa, I feel busy. I feel you know, scatterbrained and, and I, I feel anxious about what I'm doing. I just go, take a deep breath, go back to your goal sheet. These are the things you need to work mm -hmm. on. If these are not the things you need to work on, let's change them. Right. And I look at the sheet and I go, that's correct. I need to work on these things. And that helps right. bring me back and say, okay, this is how I have to reprioritize myself and figure out what I do. Like I spent so many years being a project owner for software development and understanding, you know, what is the next highest priority item that I need my teams to work on? And, 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 you know, I was able to you know, build that list of, of work for them and work with them when something else came in that was higher priority. And the goals around that always ground us in what we're doing. And so hopefully you can sit back, you know, it's still January, December's a long time from now. We hope to maybe showcase some example goals. You don't have to make a ton of goals two, three, four goals. I mean, kind of normal. Yeah. Well, I think it, it really depends. You know, it, this is about setting yeah. yourself up for success really in, Correct. in, in my opinion, right. That setting good goals is setting yourself up for success so that you could actually achieve them. Yeah. Right. Cause if you don't and you keep going back to those goals and their pipe dreams, it's just not going to work. Yeah, so so, so if, if people feel scatterbrained, I think this is a good way for you to grind, ground yourself. And if you just want to dip your toes into it, one or two goals, that you constantly come back to, try it for a year, see how it works, and maybe you expand it in the following year. I always like to, I always like to tell people just like test new ideas, especially when you're talking about habits and processes in daily life. That can be very scary for a lot of people, and I think it's important to you know go slow, you know make one or two goals. You could even make a goal that's you know obviously we'll talk a little bit about the timing, but maybe something in the last two or three months, and right. see if you can achieve that. 
and then maybe then set two or three new goals, right? Just get into the flow of creating goals and using this process in order to kind of reset how you think and you're not so all over the place. Right. This is great for folks if they feel like, uh, you know, if, if you feel like every year you set plans mm-hmm. of what you want to achieve with your kids and you feel like you're, you're missing that mark and you know, you, you never quite get as much done as you want to. So this is a, this is a good way to, to try to make the, the plans that you make a, a bit more realistic and, you know, so that you can measure your progress towards them, right? You don't want to get to the very end and then go, oh, I didn't make it, right? Okay. Then so, you feel bad. So let's dive into it. Smart, let's hit the S, specific. What what does it mean by specific? Right. So specific is we're going to state very clearly what we're going to do. So the example that we're going to use here is one that we're working on ourselves with our oldest. So my goal, uh, I want, I want uh, my child to learn to read. That's my goal, Right. Uh, okay, that's. I mean, that's good. That's a good goal. I mean, everybody would want want to teach their child to read, but mm-hmm. the problem with it is that it's not very specific. It's pretty broad. Like, it's pretty are they broad. are they reading? You know, you know, a fancy big book, or are they are they reading Go Dog Go? Right. So at the end of the year, if you sit back and say, uh, "Well, my goal was that I want my child to learn to read, and they can read part of an early reader book." Are you going to be satisfied with yourself? Are you going to feel like you can't, maybe the goalpost kind of moved? Maybe at the beginning of the year, that's kind of where your headspace was at. But by the end of the year, you really wish you'd made more progress, right? Yeah. So instead, let's redefine that goal. So instead of just saying, I want my child to be able to read, we would say something like, um, I want my child to be able to read step one early reader books, right? right. You either have like step one or level one of, you know, all the early readers. Like, let's just say that's your goal. So by the end of the year, that's where I want to be. Mm -hmm. So for us, this might be, this might be a good goal for us this year. Our daughter will be halfway through kindergarten at the end of the year. I'd love for her to be able to read the most basic of books by the end of the year, Mm -hmm. right? Maybe that's not realistic, but I think we have a whole year and I think we could probably do that. So, but let's, let's say that's my goal. So now it's specific. Now I know that at the end of the year, when I evaluate it, I can look and say, okay, I've got a bunch of step one books. And you were there along the process and maybe you understand towards the end, you go, you know, my child made a lot of gains this year. I'm so proud of them. Mm -hmm. Maybe that goal may have been a little bit too far or whatnot, but it is very specific. And if whether or not you achieve it is not a failure or a success, it's the milepost that you're trying to set the speci- the specificity of the goal. Well, and we'll talk about kind of yeah. how we how we reevaluate goals as we go along. So next one, SM, measurable. Measurable. So this is a, the way that we evaluate our success. So how will you know when you've achieved your goal? So I want my child to be able to read those books. Okay. Still, you know, a little bit how, how would we know when we really have true success? Let's say we, we change our goal and say, I want my child to be able to read uh, step one early reader books without parent assistance. Yeah, and that without parent assistance is the measurability being inserted into the original statement of, I want my child to read. Well, we're going to fix that. I want my child to read an early reader step one. So you made it very specific, but it didn't have the measurability in the statement. So we added the measurability into the statement of, without a parent's assistance. Right. So you, right now you're going to say, we're, you know, we started with, I wanted to re- your child to learn to read and we're going to be modifying the statement so that it is a smart goal at the end. Right. And you may think like, well, how is that measurable? Isn't that just more specific about what I want to do? So all of these make your goals more specific as you go along. But the measurability part of it is, what if my child can read 
um, half of a step one early reader book or most of it, but she sometimes needs my help. Did I reach my goal? We don't really know, right? Mm -hmm. So adding this without assistance part is, you know, it's it's not a number, but it is measurable. Mm -hmm. It tells us when we've actually achieved that. Otherwise, the can she read a step one book is, well, what do we mean by that? Do we mean she doesn't ask any questions? Do, do we mean that she, she gets our help with it? She can read most of it? She feels confident reading it to her younger sister? I mean, what's... <laughs> yeah, right. right. That's how we make it measurable. So yeah. we'll say in this example without parent assistance makes this measurable. And that way we know when we've hit that sp that spot where she can read that book without parent assistance, hallelujah, we met our goal. Well, now that you've made your measurable change, you get into the A, which is achievable. Now, you know, is it my, my current statement of, you know, I want my child to read step one early readers without parent assistance. Is that an achievable goal? So we've added the measurability. Now we want to know, is it achievable? Well, and so, and, and this is really like, is it in my power to achieve it? Okay. Well, yeah, we're the primary educators, so it is in our power to do mm -hmm. it. Right. So some things may not be in your power. Right. If you've if you've got a goal for your child, let's say that they are going to learn a language, but you're not the one teaching it. They're going to be doing it with their own system, uh, doing an online thing. Is that in your power? Maybe not really. Right. Yeah. In this case. Yeah. OK. It's in our power to achieve it. We know that that's true. Um are you able to acquire the tools or materials you need for this, right? Mm -hmm. If you make a goal, but you, you don't have everything you need to really do it, it's not going to be achievable. Yeah, yeah. Like it's learning anything. Oh, I want to learn to ride horses, but I don't have a horse. There's no horse stable in the area <laughs> and I can't ride horses. That's not really achievable, right? Right, yeah. right. So we have to just really... and. You know, this is this is oversimplifying it, right? These can get very complex. And mm -hmm. hopefully this helps your kids at some point when they're old enough set their own goals too. So, you know, we're using a very basic example. But yeah, just just as you said, you get the idea. Yeah, the um, next one are realistic. And, oh. Well, and the, the last thing is, is there anything that would get in the way of you achieving it, oh, yes. right? So, uh, oh, I want, I want to reach this goal, but uh, my child's going to spend the entire summer with their grandparents. Uh, maybe that might get in the way of you achieving this goal unless yeah. you've really thought about how you're going to transition some of the work to, to grandma and grandpa, you know, that, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So if, if that's there's the some other thing. life situation that could get in the way, right. you know, another parent or, you know, um, I have a baby due in the I've, middle of the year. So let's say exactly. I, I don't <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no more babies, no more children, <laughs> but, no but more, you know, please. something like that, right. You set a yeah. goal and you set a goal for the end of the year, let's say, and you plan to to have a newborn in the middle, that might be, I don't know if that's really achievable. It may or, not be in your power to or, achieve or, it. Or, you know, what if your spouse is, you know, you guys are being stationed somewhere else in the world, or, you know, it's a military thing. Or sure. um, if you're changing careers and you're going from, you know, teaching at this university to that one, or my job's moving me from Idaho to Florida, you know, those are huge life changes that, you know, could obviously upset a lot of goals. And mm -hmm. we need to make sure that those right. are factored into your into your original statement of I want to learn to read. So maybe you pull that back just a tad and you can then readjust and go back. Right. And maybe you make a, maybe you make a goal that would be achievable prior to that change in life mm -hmm. um, and then reevaluate after something. But anyway, that's the end of achievable. So, so the next one are realistic. So yeah, just what it says. So look at where you're starting from and look at where you need to go. Are you asking too much from yourself or your child? Is it reasonable? Right. Uh, our daughter is, a third of the way through all about reading level one. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's, she's doing really well with it and she, she can read all of the stories in that first book. Is it 
reasonable to think that she could read a step one reader book in 350 days from now. Probably. I think it's yeah. a, I think it's a reasonable thing, right? I'm looking at where she is and yes. looking at where we want to, we want to go and how much time we have to get there. And we don't have any, anything big that should uh, disrupt us being able to homeschool that whole time. Mm-hmm. A- and she'll be starting kinder and getting more reinforcement. So yeah, I think that that's, that's something we could realistically do. It, you have to be really honest with yourself, right? Mm. If I wanted to make some, you know, crazy, uh, you know, goal this year that I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to do all these things, you know, I'm not saying that I might not do that, but if you're not realistic about what you truly think you can do and you're truly committed to doing and you'll put, but you'll put the, the time and the effort and the resources behind it, mm-hmm. then you're not setting yourself up for success. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta gauge if that, that goal you used to have this term called entitlement. And when we were planning for projects, um, project manager would come in and say, well, okay, our current estimate is say 20 weeks, but if you guys worked a little bit extra and we had one Saturday a month, could it be 10 weeks? Well, I don't know. Well, what happens if we gave you all the unlimited resources? Could it be eight weeks? And th- what they all wanted to know is what would be the perfect schedule that we could get this done? And that's called entitlement. You know, to, to get this project done, it would be six and a half weeks. But really, our estimate is 20 weeks based on the resources we have, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, the gear we had, you know, the money we had to spend and all that type of stuff. This is part of that realistic assessment. Are you, you know, too aggressive in your goals? You, you have to judge that. And as a project manager, mm-hmm. we would go and report 18 weeks, right? <laughs> because the team thinks it's 20, yeah. but if they had everything they needed, it was six and a half. And we want to push them a little bit, but we don't want to break them. Yeah. Right. So goals should be a challenge, but they need to be doable. Yeah. And engineers, uh, like so many folks, are very conservative. So, well, and, and I think, but you know, yeah. this is, it's got to be doable, but it should be a bit of a stretch challenge for you. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the difference between achievable and realistic, achievable is more of the tangible things, the roadblocks, um, tools that you need things that help you achieve that goal, things that, you know, could stand in your way and whatnot. Realistic is more of an assessment of the whole of, am I being too, you know, aggressive? Sometimes achievable and realistic can be thought of as kind of the same thing, Mm -hmm. Um, but they they look at different things. I think achievable is really, you need to focus on what are the roadblocks that I could, I could, you know, get in the way, or what are the things that I can remove that allow me to achieve that versus, am I trying to achieve something I can't get, right? Like, is the goal wrong? Right, right. Is the goal wrong? And this is kind of like you this have- is that, This is that sanity check moment. Exactly. It's it's like you 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 had a specific, you went measurable, and then you went and said achievable, and now you're, you, this is the moment where to say, is everything before here, is that even realistic? The, right, the right. The SMAR, the SMA, is that a, a realistic or not? You say, okay, it is, great. Now we get into the last part, which is timely. So- uh, how will you assess whether you're on track to meeting your goal if you don't have a good understanding of when you want to realize that goal? So I- example, right? I want my child to be able to read step one early reader books without parent, parent assistance by January 1st, 2021. Mm-hmm. There we go. So now that I have that date, what this allows me to do, I put my project manager cap on here. What this allows me to do. January 2022. 2022. Oh my gosh. You've already failed your goal. Ugh. You get zero okay. bonus and <laughs> so, you've, you've, you've been furloughed. So, 
So if we have the if we have when we want to achieve this, when when we want to make this a reality, what this does is allows us to then do milestones. Mm-hmm. So this is great, right? So this segues into uh, you've got it defined. You're going to come up with your milestone points. So if we're going to do the reading example, let's say my milestone points. Uh, let's think. Could be the end. A good yeah. milestone point would be to have her be able to read um, the reader books with um, minimal assistance. Maybe another milestone is that she can read them with heavy assistance. Mm-hmm. Maybe the milestone before that is I want her to get to a certain level in the all about reading mm-hmm. that is com- with this commensurate with being able to start reading those step one books, right? Mm-hmm. So I could set all those milestones, and I and could. You, think, and you're saying so? So just to you know, for the for listeners at home, um, like any good planner, you're working backwards to forward. So right. she's saying, I start at the end goal of my my child learning to read this book, and then I come back, say, three months, which is nine months from now, and say, okay, light assistance, and then maybe in the summer it's heavy assistance, and then maybe in the spring it's I complete my all about reading. I complete up to this level, level that's commensurate with these yeah. books, right? So, right, you always work from the end if you want to get there, yeah. right? And what this does is it allows you to check on your progress throughout the way, right? So you mm-hmm. don't want to get, I don't want to get to January 1st, 2022 and say, oh, darn it, she can't read those books. Yeah. Boy, I really missed that mark. I'd rather say that we had a check-in in the spring, and mm-hmm. that was about getting to a certain level and all about reading. And are, am I making my progress towards that? And if I'm not, maybe we add a few more lessons in, right? Maybe we add a couple more on some weekends, or, or we do you, some things. Or you adjust the goal. Right, or or we look at our goals. And th- this is really important. Just because you've made a goal, and it's smart, and you thought all about it, and you really want to achieve it, doesn't mean that it should be set in stone, right? If we, you know, we're currently working on a program, um, at my office and, you know, we had an original launch date and that launch date has had to slip. And that's, that's something that our management has not, uh, raked us over the coals about because the reason that it had to slip was very legitimate, right? There were some things that we needed to do to be right for our customers. There were some things that we needed to do uh, for for the engineering to be sound. There were some complications like the coronavirus that shut down China what? for months, what? right? And and we weren't able to get materials. Things and, and happen. It's also the reason why we're not getting a dishwasher for another four months. Right. <laughs> yes, it's true. So, so there are things that happened and those were legitimate rather than so, so what option did my managers have? They could have said, well, you committed to this goal originally, and I don't care what you have to do. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you have to hire a bunch of people and we can't afford that. I don't care if you all work the weekends and we burn you all out so you quit afterwards. You made this commitment. This is the goal, and you're going to do it. Or they could say, oh, we're not going to make it. I don't know. Deliver it whenever you want. If we're not going to make that date, then ugh. right, which is Obviously, neither of those is the right answer. The right yeah. answer is to thoughtfully assess and say, why are we not going to achieve this? And what, you know, what is a realistic date to move this to? And what risks do we have to that? And how can we uh, mitigate those? You know, could we put some more time in, you know, thoughtfully? Could we put some more resources, right? So we think about those things and we set a new goal for ourselves that is realistic. So if you feel, if we got halfway through the year Mm -hmm. and our daughter has hit some serious roadblocks with reading, we're going to have to take a look at this goal and say, you know, this isn't achievable. Let's look at what would be 
what is a realistic goal mm-hmm. and and let's adjust this and and how are we going to how are we going to change things in the second half of the year let's mm-hmm. say that that's going to help us succeed on that on the new goal mm-hmm. right don't feel like don't feel that guilt I and mean, I, I feel like we take this a lot on our shoulders right that i had something i wanted to do it you know uh, my goal is to go do a field trip every week with my kids or whatever it is right um and you know you feel like that and then you just start feeling like such a failure and mm-hmm. that's just it's demotivating for us it's demotivating for our kids so don't be afraid to reevaluate your goals. Yeah, I mean, take it from us. We've missed thousands and thousands of deadlines between the two of us. So yeah. it's not. Well, it's I mean, not, not that bad. Not bad. We're well, sort of good at our jobs. Okay, I've only missed a few. Ariel's missed a thousand. Um, hey! <laughs> uh, <laughs> I vote you off my island. <laughs> I vote you off. I own the island. <laughs> the, uh, um, you know, it's, you're absolutely right, right? If you don't be afraid to miss the milestone, the milestone is there to guide you, it's not there to beat you. And the, if the goal is not going to be met, like, for example, if they're, you know, we talk about it all the time, what if the kid is not ready to read? It's okay. Take a month off, take a month and a half off, come back to right. it. Right. And that can't be factored into your smart goal. That's just life. Those are the, those are the, you know, the acts of God. That's the weather system coming in from Canada that gives us 12 inches of snow We're crossing our fingers this week, guys, crossing our fingers. Get a little bit of snow. <laughs> our uh, kids really want to go sledding. Our kids want to go sledding so bad. Um, the <laughs> they will have so much fun if they did. Anyway, we don't get much snow in Seattle. Um, anyway, the you, you don't want it to be something there to hurt you. It's there to guide you, and they can always be adjusted. Now, you don't want to be adjusting it every day, and you don't want it to be, you know, hamstringing you on keeping data points along the way. It's really something meant to you check in every little while. And why that? Why is that important? So, for example, if you only think about two endpoints, the starting point and the finish, and you only assess at the beginning and at the end, you never know where the true place you need to go. So, for example, if you go from start, say, January, all the way to December, and that means I have to go to A to B, but you really needed to go to C, but you don't discover that until the end, you've wasted a lot of time, you've wasted effort and whatnot. That's why it's so important, so important for you to check in often, but not too often, and reassess where you're, where you are, and where you need to go. So you can think about it instead of you know two points connecting, making a line. You have this little crooked path that is finding its way from A to C. You use less time, you waste less resources, and you get to where you needed to go whatever that might be. Maybe it's not reading lesson one book, you know, level one books. Maybe it's level three books. Maybe she catches on really fast. But if I'm only focused on my SMART goal and I'm not adjusting anything, then I'm going to lose distance. Or what if I can't get to level one books, but she can get to the halfway point by the end of the year? That's just great. That's just fine. Mm -hmm. I'm happy with that. Or maybe I need to take a whole year off because she's not ready to read. Right. Right? We don't know those And I think you have to take your time too. Yeah. Right. If you're not going to hit your goal... I'm going to use a great example because I, I recently missed quite a goal. I had set a goal for myself at the beginning of November that I was going to be releasing our South America resources for yes. the podcast yes. at the first of at the 4th of January or something right after the new year, right? It was a big miss. It was a huge miss. And I had, I was very specific. I want to complete, uh, just like we did for our North America resources. I'm trying to put South America resources together for, for everyone. It's looking really good guys. You're going to love it. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Right. So I was specific. 
I said, I want to, com- I want to complete this in, in just the same scope as I did North America, all the countries of South America, books, fiction, nonfiction, videos, um, uh, documentaries and movies and games. Right. I wanted to do this whole thing. And I set a, a, a measurable time frame. right? I wanted to do it by January 4th. Um, that was the time or time bound. Um, my measurable was I wanted to hit all those categories, right? So if I hit, if I hit those categories, for the, and, so, it, and it seemed achievable, so you had all your, no, 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 no. So here's where I missed it. I did, I did SMT, right? So it was specific. I want to do this South American resources. I wanted to, the measurable is once I've gotten these pieces for every country, I've hit it the time bound. I wanted to do it by January 4th. What I did not do was achievable and realistic. One, it was not in my power to achieve it by myself. I tried to take it on by myself and I needed you. I needed you what? because you're, yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. My, my Kung Fu searching, uh, you know, because YouTube skills. Because you're really good with the videos. I needed yes. you. And so I had, I had planned to do it all myself and found <laughs> that I... There's also two holidays and lots of family gatherings. That's true. That's true. That was the, an, another thing. I was, I was not prepared for the amount of time that the holiday was going to take away from this extra project. Second thing, I wasn't realistic about it. I had mm-hmm. planned that I was going to do just a small amount, not a lot, but just a small amount every day of the work week. Mm-hmm. That was dumb. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking... I thought, well, gosh, if I just bite a little bit of the apple every day, eventually I will mm-hmm. have eaten the whole thing and great. But that wasn't realistic. It, yeah. it would have been better to say, I'm going to do, you know, these pieces each week or, or something, right? I was, I was way too optimistic. Also, it wasn't fully within, uh, I was, I was not realistic about your time either. There are some pieces about setting up the file and the website for it and all the things that are firmly in your, your camp and you were trying to get a book released, right? And, I didn't take that into account. So here's a perfect example of where I thought I was so smart, quote unquote. I did a great job coming up with this goal. Y'all, I even set up like an Excel spreadsheet and I had dates for every piece of every country and when I was going to hit it and I color coded it. So when I hit it, it was green. And if I was behind, it was yellow because I'm a PM at heart. But listen, (laughs) as much work as I put into this, I totally missed the mark. And I came up to Christmas and I was almost like in tears because I didn't have this done. And I remember yeah. you said to me like, uh, and I was like, I-, I just need another week. I-, I just need another week. And you were like, no, don't band-aid it. Take your time. Be thoughtful. Restart. Think about where you're at and replan something that is realistic. And to be to be very honest with you, it's you know halfway through January. I don't have a new plan for when I'm going to release that. Because I'm trying to think about what's realistic and I'm being thoughtful about it this time mm-hmm. and not rushing into it and being super optimistic that I'm going to do this stuff every day. Yeah, right. So, you know, don't feel it. Don't bandaid your goals and don't feel like you have to have an answer right away if you think you're going to miss it. That those, this is my own, you know, my personal story of even as uh, this is what I do for a, a living. I am a PM for my job. And even I can be, you know, with my own personal self, I would never do this at work, but I can be way too optimistic about my own mm-hmm. ability to achieve things. So well, and that goes into the goals are not set in stone, right? I mean, you had a you had a goal, you wanted to achieve it. Like for example, I had a couple short stories I wanted to release, you know, in the fall, um, and I thought, hey, the folks are coming in. I'm going to have all this great, you know, babysitting built in. <laughs> And I'm going to be able to, you know, wake up at 6.30 in the morning. I won't have to leave the room until 9. I'll have all my stuff done. <laughs> and I couldn't do anything, right? I couldn't, like, I was too busy. 
I had other things I had to do shopping. I had to do some podcast stuff. And all of a sudden, all that time just evaporated. And I wasn't able to get those stories out, right? I wasn't able to publish them, put them up on Amazon and whatnot. And I wasn't able to do any of it. And I felt really bad. And all of a sudden, I just took a deep breath and said, listen, it's not the end of the world. You are the publisher. You are the, you know, the, the person running it. Reset and start again. Don't beat yourself up and like throw away the whole project because you missed one goal or one milestone. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, I, I missed... I missed a pre-order last year. I, I'm in I'm in the doghouse at Amazon for a whole year. I've been I my hands are still raw from the slapping on that email that I got from them. Right? It was a mistake. I learned my lesson. I go forward and I'll be better about it, right? Those are the type of things that it's okay to replan, reset your goals. I wanted to, you know, do X, Y, or Z. I've given two, you know, hour and a half long goals talks to my writers group. Uh, I'm part of a writer's cooperative and we help each other, you know, learn how to market and stuff. And I've given these huge, long presentations about setting goals and building them out. And last year, I had a whole spreadsheet and I hit like 85% of that. If I would have said at the beginning of that year, you're only going to hit 85% of that, I would have told myself, that's awesome. But at the end of the year, I'm, I'm kicking myself because I missed yeah. the 15%. But, I, but I'm not looking back and going, dude, you put out three books, six short stories, you built your email list really well this year. You did a great job. Good job. Now do it again, right? Yeah. I, I'm sitting there. I was kicking myself at the end of the year that I didn't reach those goals. Like, you know, and part of it too is I'm kicking myself because, you know, I wanted to bundle a bunch of short stories together and put them, get a printed book and give it to my dad for Christmas. And I wasn't able to meet that. And it was really frustrating. And I was really kicking myself for it. But then all of a sudden I said, hey, this birthday's in July. You got more time. Well, one of the and things reset my goal and then go forward from there. One thing's about right. about reassessing and resetting your goals is that you you have that conversation with yourself at that point, right? So if we get to you know we get to a point in the mid part of the year and I assess the goal I have for the end of the year and all the goals and I know that I'm not going to meet some of them, I can take on that little bit of disappointment then and go. Gosh, I, that was really too much. But I think what I can do is this, right? When you re reframe your goals, by the time you reach it, then you will be happy about the 85% because at that point it is 100% because you have reevaluated the goals that you, you set and you're happy with it, right? I, that's, we constantly, 80, that's 85% I didn't have at this time last year. Right. You, and that is, you, you know, did I, a great job. I doubled my catalog and I cannot sit there and say that. You know, I, I would love to have the 85%. But I'd you reevaluate what year. you would be happy with, right? Exactly. And and so it's great because what we don't want to do is get to the point where things are due and then go, oh, shucks, I keep missing it. I keep missing it because right. you didn't celebrate the 85. You were really down about the 15. And, and you're right. You do lose sight of all the great progress that you made. So that's why reassessing and changing goals when they are needed is important. I mean, don't don't change it just to make it easier on yourself, obviously change yeah. it for real reasons. But if you don't, then you're constantly disappointed and you always feel like you're missing the mark. And, and that's just not yeah, a way to live. And it's super important because, you know, while Ariel and I are talking about, you know, projects at work or my writing or whatever, um, we're telling, we're t giving you this podcast to help you set goals for your kids. So the failure points are your children, mm -hmm. right? And we don't want to be upset that, Oh, Johnny or, or, or Sally didn't meet their goal they have failed and it's not that we want to really be we want to be gentle well, about that will this. help yeah. that will hurt them right yeah. to, to you know we're setting goals for our young children 
you know, our daughter's not going to really know. Right. But as she grows, I want her to be able to set goals for herself and, and she'll see the goals we have for her, right? We're all beyond one page about what we're doing for her, Mm -hmm. um, and where we're trying to get to and how we're progressing towards it. But yeah, I don't want her to be constantly disappointed, right? That's the way I feel like about the word resolution. Resolution equals disappointment. We have to be careful that our goals don't impact our children's learning. It doesn't give them a negative feeling towards what they're achieving. These goals are really for us as parents to help us organize what we're going to be trying to achieve that year. Like a lot of us are, you know, using a curriculum. We're using Blossom and Root, uh, all about reading, right? Start math. I'm just going with the curriculums, man. I'm just doing my thing. But we will have goals, right? Our child's going to start kindergarten. And by the end of kindergarten, there are certain things she should meet for this state. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure the goals we set are helping us to get to that point where when she finishes kindergarten, she's on pace with her public school peers, right? Mm -hmm. So that... You know, unless, like you said, she's just not ready for something. And then we will, that's the beauty of homeschool is that we can say, you know what, she's not ready for it. But if she is ready for it, we're going to do everything we can to help her be at that same level, right? So, but hopefully, you know, you get in the habit of making goals for your kids. And then when they get old enough, they do make goals for themselves. Yeah. I I don't know if I would include our our oldest in this type of discussion, but I will absolutely include her in this type of discussion when she's eight nine ten years old right you know if you have a fourth or fifth grader and you want to really instill this you know holistic viewpoint of achieving things in their life and and valuing the the idea of achieving you know things they set out to do i mean that's their mind to and they put their mind to it they get it you know that type of internal motivation that intrinsic motivation you know giving them the tools that they could use in order to know that they've achieved their goals or how to achieve their goals whether they're, I want to read 50 books in a year, 52 books in a year. I want to do the 52-week challenge, right? Or I want to do, I want to learn how to do graphing on my calculator. I want to learn to program a language. You know, if I have some, you know, 12-year-old who wants to get into computer programming, great. They can learn C in 12 weeks. Or, hey, I want to learn uh, geography. I want to, I want to memorize every single C in the world. Whatever it might be, you know, we want to be able to give them the tools to do that. And I think SMART goals is one of those things. So you as a parent being able to develop those type of goals and, you know, whether you get really wonky on it, a lot of people can get very wonky on these type of things. Or if you just want to like write down a bunch of goals and you want to, you know, make sure those goals are, are, you know, smart and achievable and realistic, but you don't like revisit it in like spreadsheets and Excel sheets. Right. And whatnot. You don't so have to go to that level. You can, you can, you can gauge what you're willing to do, but making sure that you have a good plan going forward helps alleviate a lot of that stress you might see. Yeah. Do, do what's reassuring Mm -hmm. and helpful for you. If it stresses you, then you've gone too far. You've gone too far. All right. So let's end it the way we always end it. What we're into this week. Molly of Denali. Molly of Denali all the time in our house. Yeah. It's really PBS kids. We (laughs) are just, uh, yeah. Molly of Denali and Curious George. Our toddler has hit the, uh, does every toddler hit the Curious George phase? I feel like this is a thing. Our, our older daughter did it when she was, you know, just shy of two around two. She hit a very strong Curious George. You want to read all the Curious George books. She has a monkey. It was was Moana was the big thing, the big movie right now. Our youngest is it's Olaf. Everything Olaf. Right. But then they both did this where they transitioned away from the first thing they were into and into Curious George. It's because Curious George is a toddler. What I yeah, I tried to explain. I, my my oldest's eyes, like, she had, like, a little moment where her head exploded. I said, you know Curious George is just a toddler. He's not really a monkey. And she goes, 
what? I said, he acts like a toddler. Look at your sister. He's climbing on stuff. He's getting into everything. He's, he's pushed, curious he's about curious everything. He's curious about everything. And she goes, oh my gosh. I go, yeah, it's just an analogy for a toddler, sweetie. And she goes, sister is curious, George. <laughs> and and I think that's why toddlers just really identify yeah, with yeah. it. And and our older has gotten really into watching Molly of Denali, which is a really terrific, um, terrific PBS Kids uh, yeah. show. We, the PBS Kids app is free on the Roku. And so, and, and these shows are free that you can watch on yeah, there. It's great. Um, you know, good lessons, learning about the environment. Um, I believe they're a Native American family mm-hmm. um, set in Alaska. And just, you know, really wholesome, really fun. Uh, the animation's really cute. Uh, they, they do a lot of like, I, I was watching an episode yesterday with them. It was all about like mosquitoes and they were learning about um, natural ways to be, make a, a mosquito repellent. And so, you know, Molly forgot to pack the uh, mosquito repellent. She, pa- she packed the dog, uh, you know, hair shampoo instead because they look the same. They run like a little trading outpost. And so they had to go into the environment and harvest a bunch of natural wild herbs create kind of like this stinky slurry and kind of put it on their skin and that's how people used to you know make mosquito repellent so it was kind of this cool idea that they were and they were also bringing in technology like her friend she was trying to like phone her friend her friend was like taking pictures of the book sending her pictures of the plants and then they had to go hunt them down as you know because they were out looking for blueberries or something so they were way out in the bush and it was really cute. It was just kind of fun. And, and it was very playful. Like they were really stinky and they were making jokes about it. And I just, you know, my oldest daughter was just ear to ear grinning about it. She just loved yeah, it. Yeah, it's really great to see um, to see a show too with a, with a native family and yeah. native culture being like the centerpiece because you just don't see that very often. Yeah. Yeah, it was really nice, and it's really just, terrific. It's a very wholesome, great little show. Really like it, and the Curious George thing has been a nice little gain for us. And it's really actually really interesting. Uh, you know, our oldest went through the same time period, same issue where she wanted nothing to do with books. You couldn't put her in your lap and read a book to her. And she she, she, wa- just, she wanted to carry them around, but she would want to like flip, flip, flip the pages really quickly. And yeah. our, our younger did the same thing. Our younger she just, just she couldn't sit in your lap. She didn't want to be read to. She would just run away, or she she would, take, she would say read, and you'd try, and she would just flip, 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 and flip, she, and then she'd get away. Run away. But now we broke out the Curious George books, and now she's actually sitting down. You can read her a bunch of Curious George books. So, I, it's, same thing happened with the older. I don't know what it is about Curious George. Maybe but, it's our genetics. I don't know. I think that, <laughs> you know, our, our, our friend, her kids all went through Curious George phase too. And I think it is something about the it being a toddler, but it has really helped to bring our younger daughter into books, which just warms our hearts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, and she's starting to look through books, like follow what her older sister does, which That's is right. just the addiction to looking through books. It's been really cool. Anyway, so if you have a chance, check out Molly Denali and also Curious George. Yeah, PBS, PBS Kids. kids. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us today and making us a part of your homeschool journey. Please engage with us on social media. Join our Homeschool Together podcast group on Facebook and find us at Homeschool Together podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear your feedback, questions, and recommendations. Until next time, happy homeschooling! You're our fearless leader. Oh, the fear is the leader. You're, you're our host. The hostess with the mostess. All right. Help me. <laughs> Help me, Ariel One Kenobi. You're my only hope. <laughs> you're so silly. My gosh. Bloop, 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 bloop. Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> Baby Yoda. <laughs>